0: According to Arut Sheva, Israel's number one news site, Israel can no longer rely on America to come to her assistance. And from their perspective, it looks like the America-Israel relationship is ending and might be replaced by Russia, China, or India. How fast are we headed toward the Battle of Armageddon? We'll talk about this and more today on End of the Age. Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Segal here with Doug Norvell. We're very excited about today's show because uh, it has prophecy written all over it, Doug. Yeah. There's so much going on in the world, it's hard to pick what to talk about. But this seems quite significant, specifically uh, regarding our relationship with Israel yeah. and uh, a few other things that we'll get to. We are going to take your calls today. The number to join us is 1-877-END-TIME. It's one 877
1: 363 eight four six three i do want to say it's it's good to be back in the studio with you because you know we were at general convention last week had a lot of people concerned because we were running uh some replays on monday and tuesday while we were on the road and setting up our booth there in in indiana and so it's good to be back it's nice to be here yeah had a lot of great people come by the booth and say hi and and tell me we were doing a good job. Oh, so, wow. there you go.
0: Good. I'm, yeah. did, did anyone get you to blow a horn while you were there?
1: Nobody even talked about it. Wow. I know. I was shocked. I guess but. there weren't any regulars, huh? No, I guess not. <laughs> there, there was some kid blowing the shofar from the other side of the room, though. Okay. Maybe they thought that was me. So maybe a call for you to come over and participate. Yeah, he, he actually did it better than I did. <laughs> so. Well, did you have a good uh, Columbus Day? yesterday. Uh you know, I really to be honest with you Vince, I didn't even realize it was Columbus Day until I went to the mailbox and realized, wait a second, we don't have mail today because it's, you know, Columbus did you call Day. it Columbus Day or were you politically correct? No, I called it Columbus Day. Okay. I'm not politically, You know we're not allowed to talk about that anymore. I am not politically correct at all, but you know there's a little bit of history with that. You want yes. me to talk about that Let's for a do second? It, yeah. Okay, so the history is, of course, yesterday was when we celebrate Columbus Day. They do it on uh, Monday there. So uh, Columbus Day 2021 is an annual federal American holiday that occurs on the second Monday in October each year.
0: And your iPhone, if you have one of those, will tell you it's not celebrated in all of the United States.
1: So it might just be a regional. So there's some people that protest it? Apparently. Wow. I know they tore a statue down yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But- sad anyway columbus day 2021 a day uh that commemorates the arrival of christopher columbus in the americas and his discovery of america so it was actually on october 12th we just celebrated on Monday. today's october 12th so that's why we wanted to talk about it uh, in 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue remember that from when did they do that when you were in school you know if they did i don't remember i was a terrible student in in school all right.
0: Well, we used to. Say I got. That. I got. I started getting things
1: closer together at about nineteen. So, well, I'm glad you got your act together. Because I said closer. I, I didn't <laughs> say I got
0: it together. I got it closer together.
1: Well, in in March of 1492, uh, it was a big event for the Jewish uh, people, and so the information I'm about to give you is from our four blood moons. You remember back a few years ago when we had that. Uh, triad of these four blood moons that were going to come in the world in. was supposed to end yeah that was one of the things people were saying but now in time never said that. no pastor baxter came out with this video just to prove that this wasn't going to happen there were significant things throughout history that happened during those four blood moons but the end of the world was not something that we expected to happen even though others did they thought the rapture would occur with that last blood moon that happened however it didn't here we are But it was significant, and there were a lot of significance with the blood moons in Israel. So when this particular blood moon happened, uh, it was when King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella of Spain... Gave the Jewish population a mere four months to convert to Catholicism or to leave the country, and it's estimated that between one hundred sixty-five thousand, sorry, and four hundred thousand Jews fled the country during the fourth month period, or the four-month period. As many as fifty thousand decided to stay, converting to Roman Catholicism. But the Spanish Inquisition sought to punish Jews who said that they had converted to Christianity but were secretly not sincere. They were still practicing their their Jewish roots, uh, only uh, practicing Catholicism in public. So uh, they were tortured, and many were killed. And uh, after confessing, many of them were burned at the stake. And so there's a great deal of treachery in this, but first... uh, You know, trying to tell people, hey, you either convert or you die. And then when they convert, you decide to kill them anyway. Uh, That's what was going on. So there's another interesting twist to the 1492 because uh, that's the year that Columbus discovered America. And many historians now believe that Christopher Columbus was secretly Jewish and that what he was really doing was he was trying to save Jewish lives. Uh, They believe that his voyage to the West in 1492 was a way of escaping the Spanish Inquisition of that year and consequently resulted in his discovery of America. Uh, There's a book by Simon uh, Weisenthal called Sails of Hope, and he argues that Columbus's voyage was motivated by a desire to find a safe haven for Jews in the light of their expulsion from Spain. Uh, The studies of Carlo Delaney of Stanford University led her to believe that Columbus was a deeply religious man whose purpose was to sail to Asia to obtain gold in order to finance a crusade and take back Jerusalem and rebuild the Jewish holy temple. So Columbus's voyage was not like we commonly believe funded by the deep pockets of Queen Isabella but rather by two Jews who converted to Catholicism to avoid death and another prominent Jew, Luis de Santango, uh, <laughs> I guess. I can't say that very well. And Gabriel Sanchez uh, advanced in interest-free loans of 17,000 Ducants at, uh, from their own pockets to help pay for the voyage, as did Don Isaac Abrabanel, rabbi and Jewish Statesman. So, interesting fact, and that can be found in our Four Blood Moons uh, DVD that we still have. You know, if somebody's interested in seeing that, especially if you have Into the Age Plus, go on there and check that out. I'm not sure we
0: have the DVD still. Do we not? Okay. We definitely have it on on Into the the Age Plus. I'm not sure the DVD is still in circulation. We may not. It's been a while since the Four Blood Moons. That's true, and we're
1: still here. But, you know, there's also some interesting information about that from revelation 17 to the mystery babylon and her identity remember that we believe mystery babylon is the catholic church and the vatican in rome basically is what we believe and it says that the blood of the woman is drunken with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of jesus so there's one of those things that we talk about when we prove that prophecy from revelation 17 18.
0: All right, good stuff on Columbus Day. After the break, we're going to be talking about the American-Israeli relationship and what their opinion is on where we're headed. We're going to talk about how that might be connected with the Battle of Armageddon. So don't go anywhere. You can join us at 877-363-8463. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search Into the H Plus in the App Store or Google Play.
2: Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
1: Okay, so just because of the commercial, I want to talk about JPC for a second because we had something interesting happen at the booth uh, when we were there in Indiana. We had a um, missionary lady who uh, is serving in Israel or really in Palestine area to the Palestinian people. She came up and... uh, First of all, it was really cool because she came up, and you could tell she was a fan of the show. She watched the show, and she said, I'm sorry I'm a little starstruck talking to you and Dave, but she said, I just want you all to know that we hear you guys every day. We we watch every day. And she said, and we're there for you guys. When you all get ready to come to Israel to begin to to tell the people of Israel that we're in the final seven years, we're there. And so the JPC commercial reminded me because, you know, the original – intent of the JPC uh was the college over there to educate the Jewish people living in Israel and so from there people got excited about it and wanted to be part of JPC even though they didn't live in Israel and they asked pastor Baxter do I have to live in Israel to to be in the JPC and of course he said no you don't we can do this and it was created for an online college uh course or a college the JPC so the people that went through that were going to be our in uh, time 1000 is what we called them at the time when this all started. And they were going to go with us to uh, Israel when the final seven years started, knock on doors, warn the people in Judea that they needed to flee because of the persecution and the tribulation that was coming. And so seeing that commercial there, it, just, it got me excited because that's how all of this started. It started out as a dream that Pastor Baxter had. And God told him he could use it to educate the people of Israel. And then, boom, from there, it's grown. And do you have a, a good number for how many are signed up at JPC? I mean, off that, the top of your head, what was the last thing you remember? There are thousands. Yeah. Um, Wasn't it like 5,000? It's a little over 5,000. Yeah. So it's grown from that end time 1,000. Now, So the end time 1,000,
0: though, was for those that completed all of it. Right. I don't know that number. But obviously over 5,000 are active, working towards becoming part of the End Time 1,000. And by the way, we do have people that ask, how do I be part of that End Time 1,000? And they call and they say, I want to be part of the End Time 1,000. To be part of the End Time 1,000, go to endtime.com slash JPC and enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College. There's 11 courses there that you can take. Everyone in the world should be going through this, not just a few, a little over 5,000. Yeah. Everyone in the world should be going through this. Our entire team has gone through it, and uh, we think it's some of the most important information you can have uh, to consume as we are going through these end times. Um, so, endtime.com slash JPC or Jerusalem will get you there, and uh, that will get you into the End Time 1000 if you just enroll today. Uh, Those of you that have completed it, you're on the list. So when things start going down, you'll be one of the first that we contact to say, Hey, we're planning a trip over there. You want to be involved, and uh, you'll be one of the people that get to go first to help evangelize to all the Jews and
1: let them know what is coming. And that lady told us, she said, you already have boots on the ground in Israel. So I yes, like, we do. all right, we got boots on the ground.
0: Yes, we do. And Pretty exciting. And we also are actively engaged with uh, Israel and the Jewish agency there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are contributing financially because you all are contributing financially towards it. Um, we have another Jewish Holocaust uh, fund that we have, and people donate to that every single month. And so you can contribute to that by going to endtime.com slash donate. You can give us a call at 800-END-TIME and you can contribute to us helping Jews make Aliyah and get uh, acclimated back into Israel and a whole lot of other things we have going on in the nation of Israel, specifically for Jews and the people that live in Israel. So uh, team up with us on that. We would appreciate it very much. Uh, it's certainly a God-given purpose that we've all been given uh, to minister to um, the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. All right, Doug, uh, we are going to take your calls. We're, we're talking about the uh, America-Israel um, relationship and how Arut Sheva, which is also Israel National News, has, has basically called America out, which is really an odd thing to do considering our close relationship. But they're saying that our relationship is going south and that there might be a, another major superpower that would take our place. Now, I was born in 1987. And You're just a baby. I'm just a little baby. <laughs> um, I don't remember a time when we weren't hand-in-hand hand with Israel. Yeah. Uh, of course, we've been hand-in-hand hand with Israel for many decades, mm-hmm. much longer than I've been alive. But it just seems like that's always been a thing. We've gone to uh, to, to their aid to, for battle. Uh, we've teamed up military Uh, military exercises to to do everything. It's just like, it's almost like another portion of America is how it's been my entire life. And so to even think that there's a journalist that submitted a story idea that went through whoever has to go through to get approved and then they wrote it and they're publishing it as, I mean, this would be like, I mean, whatever you consider the top, news agency in america if it's fox or cnn whatever it doesn't matter uh, to me which one you consider to be number one but this would be like the one of the top news agencies yeah. in america reporting something like this yeah and so I, it's just kind of mind-boggling it is
1: mind-boggling it's it really it's upsetting to me because uh, i like you I, I mean i was born a couple of decades before you there but I was born during a time when the 1967 war was taking place. So uh, that's how old I am. So when we when we talk about – I know, I'm an old man. So when we talk about this, it's hard for me to, to believe this too. Uh, with Just in a short time, we went from having a president that moved our embassy to Jerusalem. That said, Jerusalem is Israel's eternal capital that called the Golan Heights – part of israel and said this belongs to israel up here in that area that's a very volatile situation you know right on the border of syria to where we are now um you know and this was after um the obama era where they didn't use a veto during a bill that was passed uh, that said that the occupation of the uh israeli territories out in uh jordan in the uh What am I trying to say here? Samaria Samaria and uh, the West Bank area, that that was uh, occupied illegally. So we had that happen in the Obama administration. Then we had the Trump administration come in and turn things completely around. And now here we are in the uh, Biden administration where – Biden-Harris administration. Is that the way you say it? Is yeah. that the proper way yeah, to say by, it? You got to have areas in there. Oh, okay. Well, we,
0: we shouldn't have watched that J.P. Spears video right before the show. Because I'm probably not. You, I'm, I'm edgy. I'm already yeah. edgy, but I'm really edgy <laughs> after watching that.
1: Well, it's it's sad that we've gone that far down uh, in their eyes, anyway, as to a point to where they can't even depend on us as being a superpower ally. You know, so. It's, to me, it's not. Now, we that do need to at.
0: clarify this isn't the Israeli government. Right, it's not. Uh, it's just... There are people asking, Israel's calling this out. I, I did not intend for it to sound yeah. that way. It's not the Israeli government, right. it's Arut Sheva, the number one news agency, uh, the number one news website there in Israel. And so uh, I guess we should just tell them what they actually said. Yeah, let's just read the article. There. Um, it says, due to irreversible anti Israel changes in American society at large, the America-Israel relationship has started to unravel. It's time for Israel to reassess their relationship and seek a different superpower to partner with. Now, what are do you, do you know what they're talking about? Unravel. I mean, I know there's been some things, but it, I wouldn't call it an unraveling. But I'm not. I'm probably not nearly as
1: educated on it as the. Uh, writer of this story is well, I'm, I'm probably not either, but I know that there are some things that are very upsetting with us going back to talk with Iran about or Iran about their nuclear deal and allowing them uh, to be just they're just weeks away f- now from developing weapons grade uh, uranium. And so I think that those kind of things are what the writer might be talking about: our sudden pull out of Afghanistan that left the Afghanistani people vulnerable, that left thousands of dollars of weapons there, thousands? billions thousands. Uh, mm-hmm. of, of uh, dollars of weapons behind for the Taliban to take over, and left the Taliban in control of the government. Those things are, are upsetting to our. You know our friends there in the Middle East. Well, and, and, and we see what's happening with Taiwan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's another story uh, that we could have thrown in the mix today because that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it you is know? a big deal. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it goes on to say throughout history, empires have exercised their long-range power through client or vassal states. A vassal state is a state that is economically, politically, and or militarily subordinate to another more powerful state in international relations. Israel is currently a vassal state under the protective diplomatic umbrella of the United States. Both sides have benefited greatly from their relationship, and Israel feels like it has a powerful patron to protect it from various existential and non-existential threats. Modern Israel has been a vassal state to the United States since its reestablishment in 1948. Israel has always fought its wars with its own soldiers, but has relied on America for diplomatic protection and for the supply of military hardware when needed. In return, Israel has done what America tells it to do, even if it goes against Israel's interests. For example, Israel removed Jews from their lawful homes in Gaza and gave those homes and farms to Muslim terrorists who now use that territory to launch missiles at Israel's cities.
1: cities. Now, you, you remember when that happened? That was back in the Ariel Sharon age. And I can remember people screaming and crying as they were being drug out of their houses. And then their houses were being taken over by Palestinian people. Do you remember that? Imagine if that happened What year was that, Doug? It was a while back in the 90s. I
0: remember it being talked about yeah. at okay. an older age. I'm sorry. You uh, were uh, just a child. It goes on to say, all good things must come to an end. And it looks, I mean, my grandfather's Irvin Baxter. Of course, yeah, I heard all about absolutely it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's all we talked about for a while. <laughs> um, all good things must come to an end. And it looks like the America Israel relationship is ending. Israel can no longer rely on America to come to her assistance. Soon, America will refuse to resupply Israel with military hardware to protect herself from the very Islamic aggression that America now. Uh, tactically encourages and if the biden regime continues along its current preferred course it will do grave damage to israel israel needs to reassess her relationship with america with an american friend that sides with iran over israel and that sees a moral equivalence between gazan terrorists and israeli civilians you don't need enemies israel has three potential superpowers it could partner with russia china or India. Now they go into why they think that is, but they go on to say America is fading as a world power and China, Russia, and India are on their way up. Israel would be wise to consider this. So should America.
1: Are you kidding me? As some people say, are you kidding me? I can't believe it. How could they even think of Russia? I mean, if they knew what we know, then why from a they, prophecy perspective, yeah, from a prophecy perspective, I mean, we know we know the Russian bear is going to be one of the forces that the leading forces of the Battle of Armageddon. We know that they're going to come down against them uh, from Ezekiel 38 with uh, other armies and the understanding that we have of Revelation 13. All this is there. Now, I know it. it looks like we've got a question about this. You want to go to that question real quick and then we'll kind of hit some because we can answer the question with the next part that we got here. But let's go ahead and talk to who is that that's got that question.
0: Bertie? Bertie? Yeah. All right, let's go to Bertie in Texas. Birdie, welcome to Into the Age.
2: Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know if what they're saying about America and Israel breaking apart,
3: then who's going to defend Israel in the end time, in the tribulation?
1: Right. And so... Bertie, it's a great question and we already had it uh in our notes to talk about. So you understand from uh you know the Bible and the prophecies in the Bible and what we talk about on a daily basis that Russia is gonna be one of the leading forces. So Revelation thirteen one and two tells us this. So if you don't mind, we'll just answer the question with uh what we have for the program today and I'll, I'll let vince read that from revelation and this kind of tells us about the russian bear yes sir
3: thank you so much
0: all right thank Thanks, you Bertie. Uh, revelation 13 starting with verse 1 says and i stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy, and the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority.
1: So anyway, personally, Vince, this is what I think because of the fact that the feet of this one world government beast is the feet of the bear. To me, that sounds like your military power, that if it's carrying the body of the leopard and everything, most of your military power is going to come from that superpower, the Russian bear. And so when I think of that, that makes me think of you know a, a Russian military force leading uh, the one world government military. So when we see scripture like this and we see that the dragon's the one that gives its, it's power, its seat and a great authority, a lot of people think the dragon is China there. But we know from Revelation chapter 12 that the dragon, it tells us, is Satan. It's the devil. And so it lets us know that the devil is the one that's going to feed this one world uh, military force, this one world government. He's going to give it its power, its its great authority. So the devil's behind this. So think about it for a second, Vince, because this is one of the things I think about. Is any time that we are uh, considered ourselves to be God's people, who's going to be attacking us? the devil so if the devil's putting that kind of thought in somebody that's writing an article about america and saying maybe we should go to russia who's behind that i guess we can get into it more when we come back from the break
0: and we'll get into your calls the number to join us is 877 in time it's 877-363-8463 we look forward to talking to our callers after the break
4: whether it's a global pandemic threat of war or floundering economies Or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first
1: 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince here with Doug Norvell. I do want to let you all know that uh, we're very excited that Dave is going to be on Jim Baker's show this coming Friday at 11 a.m. And so you can watch that at JimBakerShow.com. Uh, please join us in praying for Dave as he goes there uh, to talk about Bible prophecy and where we're at in God's prophetic timeline. Uh, we always enjoy going on the Jim Baker Show. So please go over there and watch that at 11 a.m. Friday morning, I believe it's 11 a.m. Central Time. You can learn learn more about their schedule at jimbakershow.com. We make plans to do that Friday morning.
1: That'll be Dave's first time live there. That's right. He did a like a
0: Zoom interview with him, but he'll yeah. be there in person this time. So He's going to love it. I used to love going
1: with Pastor Baxter when he would go. That place is awesome. <laughs> it's a cool
0: place. All right, jimbakershow.com. Uh, is where you can go to watch that Friday morning. Also, we are taking your calls today. 877-END-TIME is the number to call, 877-363-8463. And before we get back into uh, the discussion about Israel and America's relationship, I do want to remind you that if you're joining us on Facebook, it helps out so much with censorship. Not entirely enough, but it does help out a lot when you share the video, like the video uh, using the heart option instead of the thumbs up, it goes a long way in breaking through the algorithm and telling Facebook that we're legit. We're not some random. Well, we are kind of random and crazy people, but not. You know, it, it helps legitimate uh, legitimize our content. And so, if you're on Facebook, please share this video. Please uh, give us a heart and the like option. So we appreciate it very much, and it'll help get out to your friends and family as well. All right, Doug. So. What about the prophecies? What about all
1: that stuff? So, so Bertie asked the question: How is America going to protect Israel during that tribulation time if they break off from being a friend with ours? So, so here's the deal: In, We don't believe that's going to happen based on prophecy. Just because this person's written this article and said, you know, this is a possibility, we don't believe it. Revelation twelve fourteen gives us a prophecy about the woman who is Israel here, and it says, and the woman. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for time and times and a half a time from the face of the serpent. So in, in that, uh, Revelation 12, that's the war in heaven where we see that the, drag, uh, the dragon, the devil and his angels are cast out of heaven they lose their place forever no more to be able to go and accuse us before god so but they're bound to the earth now
0: how do we know those wings aren't god okay instead so the, of instead right. of america
1: so we get that question sometimes because in exodus there is a scripture that says i carried you on wings of eagles out of egypt so it talks about that but here specifically we have the prophecy of daniel 7 that John is also prophesying about in Revelation. So remember in Daniel 7, we're told that there are these four beasts Daniel describes, a lion with eagle's wings, the bear, the leopard, and the ten-horned beast. So the Bible tells us in Daniel 7 that these are kings and kingdoms that will be on the earth ruling at the time that Jesus returns. So these will be major players that are ruling at the time of Jesus' return and when he sets up his kingdom. Well, Daniel also saw that this uh, lion had the wings of an eagle, and the wings were plucked off, and it was made to stand as a man on two feet, and the a heart of a man was given to it. Speaking of those eagle's wings that were plucked out. it This same beast that Daniel saw now in Revelation is all of these beasts joined together in this one world government except there's no eagle's wings there so since we know the wings were plucked way back in daniel chapter 7 daniel saw that the wings were going to be distinctly taken out of the lion we know that the lion is a symbol for great britain and great britain is the the country that the american uh colonies came out of so we are the american eagle that's our symbol and in these symbols that we're describing in Revelation, we're talking about symbols here. And so when we see that these wings of an eagle, the wings that were plucked out of the lion, are there helping Israel. Against the beast. So, against the beast during the time of the Great Tribulation, that time, times and a half time. That's the three and a half years of the Tribulation. Well, one of the other things, Vince, that's very interesting is America has one of the, uh, well, it has the only, American Air Force Base, there in in joint uh, communication and joint uh, uh, partnership with Israel in Jerusalem. We, we have an Air Force Base there. Our military stands arm in arm with Israel, and we help them every day. Uh, the fighter jets they use, the F-35s, those are American-made jets that we've sold to Israel, and we help them. Learn how to fly those things, and when you're in Jerusalem, you see these jets flying all over the place. It's one of the coolest things, you know. You've been there before and seen these planes flying around, and they'll disappear, and you'll be like, "Where did that go?" Well, there's secret military bases all around there, but we have the an air force base there. So when you're looking at our military, and you know we got the the army, the navy, the air force, the marines. So what symbolizes the wings of the eagle better? than the american air force so to have our air force there i i almost feel like that's god telling us there's the wings of the great eagle right there helping protect israel even today so i don't think that's going to change i know prophecy says it's not going to right so even if something were to happen where maybe we we didn't have the same communication or the same partnership with israel for a short time i believe based on prophecy that it would be back to where it is now At the time of the end when we're there in the final three and a half years.
0: So this is this is going back to Jerusalem Prophecy College, because like our um, key scripture that we use is they shall instruct many. Yeah. You know. And so when I look at this, I go, "Okay, the unbelievers are saying this relationship is ending. Look at the facts. Look at everything that you can see on paper. Here's the data. Here's the people involved, all this stuff. The, the relationship is ending. Yeah. But because we know what Bible prophecy says, we don't have to get worried. Right. We don't have to be concerned about what the noise from media is saying. We don't have to be fearful about the future. Right. We can find peace and rest in God's hand, no matter what comes our way. Yeah, um, because that's we a fantastic need... point. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That's why but, I I'm mean, here? Yeah, <laughs> well, I appreciate. There's that. my contribution
1: for the day. <laughs> I, I will not be here with the last segment. I'm done. <laughs> that, I mean, it is. That's a great point because you're right. It's it's those who have no faith in the Word of God, the scoffers. And uh, you know we we can't put a whole lot into what scoffers say. We need to be looking at the Word of God, just like you said. Uh, those that know their God, we're going to be strong. We're going to do exploits, and uh, we're going to instruct many. So
0: and, and and so we know this stuff because of the content that's in Jerusalem Prophecy College. So if if, if our uh, subject today, I guess we can just come right out and say it: is the America is the America Israel relationship ending? No, All right. We don't have to be concerned about that. It's not yeah. going to happen.
1: Not according to Bible prophecy.
0: And so, all this content that helps us know that is available on Jerusalem Prophecy College. So, again, endtime.com slash JPC. You can be part of the people that in the end time, not only do they know their God, but they're going to instruct many. Yeah. And so, we don't have to get worked up about some of that stuff. So,
1: huh. So, yeah.
0: Russia's not going to come in and take our place. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's we say this all the time, but that's why we're we're teaching hope because we're teaching what the Word of God says. So even though there's articles out there like this and people can get scared and say, oh, my goodness, I thought we were going to do this. We have to always be anchored and rooted in the Word of God when we're getting our information. Because if we listen to what the world's saying, Vince, we're going to lose our minds. I mean, look at how – I mean, the world right now, all they're pushing is fear. Everything that we see is fear, fear, fear. But the Bible tells us, fear not. How many times does the Bible say, fear not? The Lord tells us, you don't have to fear. I'm not giving you a spirit of fear. So we can't let that spirit get on us. And that's why we're here every day. That's why we talk about the things we talk. We don't talk about it from a, a dim, dark point of view. We're, we're talking about it from a, a point of view of hope that we can pull from Scripture and say, look, even though there's things going on in our world that we don't understand... This is what the Word of God said. This is where we're rooted. This is our foundation. Don't get rocked. The, the Bible said that if we're tossed back and forth by the, the waves on the sea, we're like a person that builds our house on the sand. Mm-hmm. We need to be firmly planted on the rock, and the rock of our salvation, the rock of our faith is the Word of God. So. Well, and, and, and we see this.
0: This is what happened when Jesus was here. Yeah. You know, the disciples were like, okay, Lord, when are we going to come take over? <laughs> right. And... You know, we had religious folks going, okay, they're going to try to take over. Mm -hmm. And the Romans are scared out of their mind that, well, they may may not have been scared, but they didn't want anybody coming up against them or trying. They're going to squilch that as early as possible. And Jesus is going, y'all don't get it. It's not why I'm here. (laughs) What you think is going to happen is not what's going to happen. And so we've seen that over and over and over throughout the years. You know, four blood moons is another example. The Mm -hmm. world's going to end. And we're going... Well, the world is going to end at some point, but it's not going to be because of the four blood moons. Look at these prophecies that say they have to happen before the second coming of Jesus. Right. So, don't get up in arms, you know, the the turn of the century, year 2000 came. We did a whole magazine on why why the lights are not going to go out.
4: Yeah. And everyone was concerned about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we're going it's not going to happen, right? You know, and so Um, We're going to keep pounding that drum. Don't get up in arms. Mm -hmm. You can have hope. You can have peace. No matter what the world brings you, no matter what life brings you, even if it's not a big global story, uh, you don't have to get worked up and worrisome about it. Jesus is in control and his word is clear in a lot of cases. Now, there's some things we got to dig in deeper and figure out, but, um, you know, like, like some of this, but. What he said is going to come to pass, and we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, Doug, let's go to our phones now. you good with that? Yeah, sure. Let's all right, let's go to Annabelle in Missouri. Annabelle, welcome to Into the Age. Annabelle, are you there?
2: Yes, I am.
0: Well, welcome to the show. What's your question today?
2: Uh, my question was about uh, a statement you all made a couple of weeks ago about the Israelites would be burning the weapons from a war there for seven years and wouldn't need fuel. And I don't know when this seven-year period would come about, if it doesn't happen, of course, during the tribulation, with three and a half years being peaceful, I guess, and the last three, of course, turbulent, with the north coming down. So I was just wondering when that seven-year period would occur.
1: Well, Annabelle, we believe that um, Ezekiel 38 and 39 are about the Battle of Armageddon. And so we believe that that time when they're doing this is going to be during that millennial age, that, that period when the Lord is going to reign here on earth. Uh, the scripture that you're referring to is Ezekiel 39. And it says, "...and they that dwell in the city of Israel shall go forth and set fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers and the bows and arrows." and the hand staves and spears, and they shall burn them uh, with fire seven years. So we believe that that's going to actually be happening. The survivors of the Battle of Armageddon, uh, the Jewish people, of course, are going to be there in Israel. God is going to be ruling from Jerusalem there at that time. He will be on the earth for a thousand years, and people will be coming up. Uh, Zechariah 14 tells us that the survivors of those nations that came against israel will have to come up every year and worship the lord at the feast of tabernacles so we believe that this is happening during that period
0: all right annabelle thank you for your call we're up against a break so we've got to let you go we are going to take more calls after this coming break join us at 877 in time 877-363-8463 and if you're on facebook now's a good time to share the video and get the message out we'll be right back Welcome back to NDA, Adrian Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Doug, we've got a little bit more to talk about. I don't know if you want to get into all that. You want to go to the phones. I'm down to do whatever you want to do. Uh,
1: We can, I think that we maybe we need to hit on the last story that we got today. If we hit a story, Uh, we can go to the phones first and then come back and talk about it. Let's do that that. story real quick. Which which one do you want me to go to? The one uh, about our boss uh, giving Israel one year. All right, it says, speaking at the UNGA, the
0: PA leader accused Israel of apartheid and ethnic cleansing and threatened to withdraw recognition of the state unless it withdraws from the Palestinian territory. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas has given Israel one year to withdraw from the occupied territory and threatened to withdraw recognition of Israel if it failed to do so. I think real nervous about that, right? Yeah. In a virtual address to the U.N. General Assembly, Abbas said he would no longer recognize Israel based on pre-1967 borders, a cornerstone of three decades of failed peace efforts, if it refused to withdraw from the territories Palestinians want for a future state. He added that the Palestinians were ready to go to the International Court of Justice on the issue of the legality of the occupation of the land of the Palestinian state. Israel has brushed aside the Palestinian leaders' demands. Gilad Irad, the Israeli ambassador to the UN, said, Those who truly support peace and negotiations do not threaten delusional ultimatums from the UN platform as he did in his speech. Erdogan said Abbas's speech had proved once again that he is no longer relevant. The peace process to achieve a two-state solution has been deadlocked for years. Palestinians say Israel's proposal would fail to grant them full statehood or resolve other core issues, including the fate of Palestinian refugees
1: and the status of Jerusalem. So the status of Jerusalem, that's an important thing when we're reading an article because this is one of the things that the Battle of Armageddon will be fought over, Vince. The status of Jerusalem. Uh, Remember in Zechariah 14, Jerusalem controls... Uh, or Israel controls Jerusalem up until that battle takes place. And it says half of the city falls and half of the city goes into captivity. That's how we know that Israel is in control of Jerusalem during the time of of Armageddon. Well, here we have a boss making these threats that they have a year to pull out of what they call the occupied territories. This is the place where where the Jewish settlements are now. In this article, it talks about they won this area in 1967. In the UN, there's a law that states that if you are attacked by a neighboring country, if if you did nothing and you're attacked and you push them back, then whatever territory you take in that conflict becomes your territory. So we know from Genesis chapter 15 that God said from the great river of Egypt to the great river Euphrates, all this land would be Israel's. Abbas is saying we won't even recognize Israel's right to exist. Remember, that's what the uh, Daniel nine twenty seven peace agreement, the covenant that we talk about. That everybody asks all the time: Why do you say that it has to be between Israel and the Palestinians? Well, this is why: These are the two peoples that have fought over that land forever. I mean, for as long as there's been time there, the, the Palestinians are really the Philistines. They're, they're the, the root of the Philistine people. And remember, all the way back to David and Goliath, they were fighting like this over the land. Well, here we have them. They're still fighting about it. That's why we're going to see um, Daniel nine We're going to know that that comes to pass when we see these two come together and make an agreement an agreement that's going to allow Israel to have a temple on the Temple Mount, a sharing arrangement on the Temple Mount based on Revelation chapter 11, 1 and 2. But then the other thing that says in this article is that uh, they say that a boss is no longer relevant. So we've talked about that before too because there is a, a younger mindset coming in behind a boss and there are people that are tired of this conflict Abbas is just getting rich off of this stuff because Hamas pays Abbas to do these things anyway, and they're funded by Iran, who is Israel's enemy too. So this guy's just getting fat and rich off of what he's doing to the people there, the Palestinian people. There's people behind him that I'm sure if Abbas was out of the way, that we would move forward on this forward thinking of having some type of peace agreement. If If you've ever been there, and I know you've been there, Vince, but... Just think about those areas where uh, Hamas is is really ruling, like the West Bank. Uh, think about how how bad conditions are for those folks now. It's a
0: lot different when you pull up into Bethlehem.
1: Yeah, compared to any
0: other place, uh, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. Yeah, um,
1: down by the Sea of Galilee, it's like night and day difference absolutely and i mean just for one thing you can look out across the desert and you see in israel there's all these green plants growing i mean it's like the bible says she's truly a rose in the desert and you see all these wonderful things blooming in the cities blossoming when you see tel aviv and you see the technology in tel aviv and and even in uh, jerusalem you see some of these places that are there on the outskirts of jerusalem when, like you say, when you go into Bethlehem, which is a Palestinian-ran area, it's, it's almost like you're going into the, the slums. It's like really it's th- run it's down. It's third world. It's, yeah, it definitely
0: um, is. It would be like Jerusalem's more like some advanced European country. Mm-hmm. Jerusalem's more like America, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, most places in America. And Bethlehem is a lot like when I went to Egypt. Right. It's yeah not like Egypt. Okay, so I always saw the postcards and the movies and all the things with the <laughs> pyramids out there in the middle of nowhere and all that. Yeah. I didn't realize until I went there that it is very rough living conditions and the pyramids are right there in the middle of all that mess. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is not a good situation. Um, when I say mess, I'm talking the building structures and all that stuff. Nothing like the pyramids this right. is huts and such that are that are very rough now there's other buildings there as well but there, it's it 's like you're in a third world country and yeah. because you are right. um, and that 's more like what Bethlehem was like compared to
1: uh, the other israel run cities right and and so the Palestinians believe that it 's because of the Israeli people that they live in these conditions because that 's what they're they're taught their whole life that they're being, uh, you know, put down and, and uh, in this situation because the Israelites hold the area that they occupy and they keep them down, basically. So if you're taught that your whole life, it's that's where the hatred spawns from. But the the fact of the matter is is that even the peace agreement that's been put out, the Abrahamic Accord that's been there. The Palestinians were given opportunity to come and partake of this and um, I remember President Trump saying if you would do this Gaza would be uh, you know a beautiful area that would be a tourist attraction and it would be like a resort town you know all you have to do is make peace with Israel and we can make all this happen and you know they can come in and update the city people can live side by side and and communicate with one another in a peaceful way and they can have prosperity and peace at the same time and but abbas is the one that's holding that back and and hamas and iran i'm sure it's bigger than one guy yeah it's bigger than this guy but i mean when when you're out there and you see this just in the temple mount area alone you see where there's a palestinian area they have the same rights to water and uh Trash and all those kind of things in that area that everybody in jerusalem has but that one little particular area right there next to the temple mount uh these people just dumped their trash out the window i sat there and watched them do it when we were down in the valley the kidron valley we were watching them do this and i'm like wow you know and i mean it could be such a beautiful place but when you're taught that this you're living like this because they won't give you the advantages that you need to you know Uh, to make it then that's kind of the way you you treat things but i believe that there's a change coming and i believe that we're going to see that soon i believe that there's going to be peace um, very soon and i think a boss will have to be somebody that's not in the way of that you think that's like 2024 ish and i don't know i don't want to put no dates on it because then everybody will hold me to that stuff so i i don't want to start talking about dates but i do believe that we're in that time where we're very close what, so, you think it could happen under Biden? I don't know if it could happen under Biden. I just, I mean, he leans so more. So you're thinking like 2024 ish? <laughs> it would have to be under new leadership. I would think somebody that was really wanting to bring peace in that area. Now, one good thing that I'll say about the the Biden Harris administration <laughs> is that. Uh, they, they have said that they will keep the element of the Abraham Peace Accords that's already there. So they're not going to go in there and try to mess any of that up. They're going to keep that together. So I think we can build off of that. And I think that that will happen. And, you know, who knows? I might get surprised. You know? I mean, just be honest. He, he could surprise us tomorrow. Sure could. You could have an ice cream cone and oh, have a change of mind. You shouldn't watch that J.P.
0: Spears video before the show. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, let's go to Tony in Texas. Tony, welcome to End of the Age.
3: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's going well. How are you,
3: Tony? Hey, I'm doing well, uh, thanks. Hey, uh, so uh, I have a question, and I guess I'm a little confused because I know that you guys um, say because, because the, the eagle's wings um, is, or is the United States and they're going to protect Israel and things. But So I guess the part that I'm confused on is that so the United States is the world's most powerful army and country and they're protecting Israel. But in the book of Revelations towards the end uh, we, we, we show that Israel is on the brink of being destroyed and they have all these invaders and things that are about to take over and conquer Israel until they cry out to the Messiah and Jesus comes back and saves them. So my question is if, you're not, if the United States is protecting them, then why is that part there happening? You know, where is the United States at, you know, when that happens? And then my other question, it, it still kind of um, talks about the United States, is I know that also you guys don't believe that the United States is going to be part of the one world government and taking part of the uh, market of bees, even though, um, that even on our, our currency uses, you know, New World Order and all these other uh, you know, uh, politicians—they—they they, they talk about one world government, new world order, and even in the the D.C. capital, uh, with the masons and, and all that, all the symbolics with the, with down, down in the D.C. area uh, shows that one world government. So, uh, but yeah, so I, so, I, so I, that's my other question. Um, I'll take my answer offline. <laughs> I okay. thanks,
1: time. Tony. All right, thanks, Tony. So uh, to answer Tony's question, the reason why we don't believe that is back to Revelation thirteen. One and two, no eagle's wings are found there, so that's why we believe that uh, we will not be part of that one world beast. The other part about that is if uh, those wings are protecting Israel during the time, times and a half of time, we can't be under the reign of the Antichrist there, or they could put uh, some kind of restrictions on us, uh, like we do now with uh, you know when somebody's not playing ball with the one world government. But,
0: but how would they be on the brink of destruction? Like, well, like in the battle of armageddon. So we
1: don't know that. We don't know what happens to the eagle there. Why we're not protecting Israel, but it could or be if we because, are and it's just not going well. Right. And and that could be the case because the scripture doesn't give us enough information, but we also could be at a point to where the antichrist destroys America there toward the end. It could be that. You know, it could be the fact that uh, our country takes a hit so bad in, in a battle with the antichrist that we end up not being able to do it or maybe we have elections and we elect a president that says we're not doing this anymore we're pulling our troops out of this and that could be the case we just simply don't know because we don't have scripture telling we know sure. that jesus is going to come back yeah
0: and save them absolutely and save all of us mm-hmm. and so no matter what the prophecies Uh, are are interpreted as we know that our reliance should be on God no matter what we think, uh, on all these other things. So let's rely on God, have hope for the future, and not waver and worry. We'll see you tomorrow.
5: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries.